0: Hi, and welcome to CSM Toolbox. Every month, leaders of their industry share with us their experiences and insights. I had the opportunity to talk to Rafael Alstad, co-founder and CEO at TLDB. As a remote founder, him and his co-founder have always been passionate about harmonizing async-first communication in video to reduce our time in meetings, while keeping everyone always on the same page. With TLDB, you can record, transcribe, and highlight all meetings to make the most important moments accessible for anyone at any time and right from your favorite platform. He'll be telling us more about it and his journey next. Join me and let's open the toolbox.
1: Mindful great decisions, but I also need to take these decisions as well. So this one was a a big personal learning for me and a very important skill that I think one should have as a a co-founder and and CEO, especially at the very early stages of the company.
0: Thank you so much, Rafael, for joining us today. How are you?
1: Very well, very well. One week before my holidays, so I'm in an excited mood right now. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> that sounds great. I think everyone, we are in need uh, of some summer holidays for sure. Oh, yes. <laughs> if you could give us a, a bit of an introduction to yourself first to our, to our audience today.
1: Sure, happy to do that. My my path to... I'm, I'm the CEO and co-founder of TLDV. It's my, my second uh, startup uh, venture I've been doing. I'm actually originally a geophysicist with the plan to to you know go into um research and science but then really got by chance inspired by entrepreneurship by seeing like a German success case in uni Zalando and be really inspired by the founders and since that moment together with my co-founder Carlo we've been kicking back and forth ideas got always really passionate about remote and async for this video which is strongly what TLDV is about. So yeah essentially since one and a half years we are working on this project and um, yeah I'm sure I will tell a lot more about TLDB.
0: Yeah, and absolutely. And even just the companies that you mentioned there, I think they have been great case studies themselves as well. So, mm-hmm. And I'm actually wondering in terms of what problem is TLDV trying to solve?
1: Right. So essentially, TLDV is, is solving a big problem in remote teams. Particularly, but even more picked up also by in-office teams. That is live meetings are very ephemeral nature. You either join live or, you know, you lose all the relevant kind of emotional context or even, you know, meeting notes don't simply cut it. That's, that's the wrong, uh, uh, short answer. Like context and like emotions, visuals and TLDB essentially, you know, helps you catch up on the context around meeting notes by jumping into the relevant section of the recording of the meeting and get full text and context around it and emotions and visuals.
0: I had a look at the manifesto you have there on your website in terms of company culture or how we are working now remotely, that async um, style that we are all adopting, perhaps the majority of us since last year. So you will say that that in a way sparked the idea for you and your co-founder.
1: Yeah, definitely. So we've been, for us, founding remotely was all like happening organically because Mm -hmm. I was at the time in Zurich, uh, my co-founder Carlo in Munich and Alan, our third co-founder in Canada. So it was from the start really distributed and we were always having every meeting virtually. And Mm -hmm. essentially uh, our first venture was already about the problem in live video and that it's only accessible really to the people that join live and it's insanely time consuming. Mm -hmm. And when time zones are involved, which is naturally happening in remote a lot it's inaccessible and uh, you know it's really uh, bad for your your working life where you need to essentially schedule you know your life around work and uh, that's kind of not what should be uh, the nature of a, of a forward-thinking company. So essentially, we wanted to really break our own problem into like an accessible product, which is, you know, really decide which meetings you want to join live when you want to contribute to them and not when you just need information and the FYIs is out of that because that should be async accessible for anyone in the organization.
0: What you mentioned there, just yourselves all of the founders to build this product, to build this company now. So what would you say now building a team? What would you say have been the biggest lessons learned?
1: It's interesting because for us right now, building the team is coinciding with also COVID, which is definitely a very <laughs> defining factor in all our lives. So I think, um, building a team right now for us is, it's, it's really, I guess it's really important to first prioritize uh, your mental health. And this is, I think true for you, like for me as a founder, but also making sure that the whole team really feels this genuine care and interest in, in a balanced work life. And I think this one, this should be resonated throughout the whole company because I I think it's easy right now that we're all at home to really work a lot and, and, and give everything, but work-life balance and mental health and, and making sure that you can switch off is really, really crucial. And I think that's probably one of the lasting positive impacts that COVID had on us is kind of to really realize this importance and radiate it from the leadership throughout the team and company culture. So this one is probably my very first and most important learning so
0: far. That's a great point that maybe before we weren't really, as you said, prioritizing mental health or even talking about it in a professional setting. I think you will see that a lot of companies and individual contributors, leaders at all levels, you actually are seeing that conversation and being a more open communication around that for sure.
1: Yes, I, I think it's super crucial. And I think that this is a great advantage that remote work can give in the future because, you know, with remote work, it's very easy because everything is digital to really make async first communication styles really part of the DNA of the company. And that can really help you. I brought this analogy we we used to, and essentially in office cultures, it's also very prominent to schedule kind of life around work. And what we should actually schedule more mm-hmm. or our work around life and put this really first. And so I think here, we multi have a big opportunity to make this really, really prominent. And so we're taking this not only with the company, but also internally with our culture.
0: From your perspective, since you mentioned there in your intro around your background and as a CEO and co-founder, what skills do you think are essential not only to survive, but to thrive as a, again, as a co-founder and CEO?
1: Yeah, I think that one of the challenges that I had getting started is I was always decisive in the fact that I was, you know, I could make up my mind quite fast on, on things and say like, hey, even though this might not be the right direction, I might see this as a mistake in two months or three months down the line. Let's go for this one now because this one seems the most logical one with the knowledge we have. But I think the biggest learning that I had is also standing up for that because obviously you will be as a leader, you will be confronted with very... Uh, plausible and great other opinions but essentially like realizing myself i am in that role now and i am in charge so i need to take mindful and great decisions but i also need to take these decisions as well so this one was a a big personal learning for me and a very important skill that i think one should have as a a co-founder and and ceo especially at the very early stages of the company
0: just well, shifting gears uh, a bit what have you learned from your customers feedback so far
1: oh i don't know i don't know where where to start here we are very we're practicing a very customer centric culture at tldb one of our first like hires was also a customer success manager with Raquel, mm-hmm. and it's been very important from day one to really talk to we've even from the co-founder level which we never stopped we've been talking to any user and every user like we just launched a product and we messaged every single one that's signed up so far just to just to learn about their experience and so I think the the number of learnings in general we've we've gathered is is huge and very important to us one in particular I think for for TLDV is that usually the, the product that we're building is very culture centric it's about you know switching from a more let's say life meeting heavy culture to a more async first culture and the heroes that we have that start to adopt the product are very important for us as the kind of you know ambassadors for TLDV and we need to equip them with the best best tools and sources of knowledge to actually transform their company's communication styles. And I think that's a very important, also very recent learning that we've been making. And so put first adopter really high in our in our product and thinking
0: and and i think what you mentioned earlier around the use case that at least i like to have that conversation if it's either with a customer or another colleague i don't have to worry uh, worry about notes so i know that i will have that transcript ready for me but have you encountered any pushback perhaps that maybe it's more from a recording or what would you say are there any challenges perhaps as well that you have encountered
1: That's a, that's a very good point. I think the question around recording is generally something that is really dependent in magnitude on, I would say, your digital readiness, maybe as a as an organization and also as the clients you're working with, I would say as well, because with early adopters and more, let's say, for example, SaaS businesses uh, that are already very like digital first and customer centric, recording is already much prominent and natural. And with businesses that, for example, sell into maybe healthcare or other sectors, this might be a little bit more troublesome because of data and, and, and security. So, I think that this is a little bit dependent on that, but my general answer is that I feel a digital-first communication channel enables us to capture much more rich information that can help people really understand the customers better and act on their pains and needs much more efficiently at scale. So I think that this will win in the long run, but what we surely have to do as an industry is, first of all, show and transform this reputation from a surveillance kind of maybe anxiety that some people rightfully will have to actually something like, hey, we enhance what you already have, make it better, make it more useful for everyone because we care, because we care and we want to capture everything. And the second point is really leverage um, video as a medium where you could, you know, handle the data much more prominently, like delete parts of the recording that is not needed anymore, you know, make this GDPR compliant. These are all things that will um, the industry focus on right now, I think. And uh, we're excited to be part of that.
0: I think it, it's good that now that companies have been using your product you get that feedback you are taking that into consideration and I and I even made made a quick note here about that digital readiness because I think you will see that it will depend from customer to customer. As you said, some industries, some verticals will be more mindful. It doesn't mean that they are not willing to try, but obviously it's something that it maybe you're just coming in being that disruptor, which I think some of these industries Perhaps I mean they might just need that. Sometimes I think that's how innovation, as well, it is it is born. And in terms of that product-led growth or customer-led growth, where are your thoughts on that?
1: I think that like for me, it's very hard to distill. Like I was, uh, I I love this question, and I've been thinking about this a lot. It's very for me, they go hand in hand. Honestly, like I think I think it's a very iterative um process where you know your 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 I think your customer is on on one side of the puzzle and your vision is on the other um, side. And I think what you need, what the product needs to do is needs to connect a, a very seamless bridge between the right subset of your customers and the vision. So it's very important to be very customer centric and like listen to the customer input first and foremost, but also like apply the vision as a filter for what is right now, helping to move closer to that vision with the product. And I think from that side, we start very customer centric and we, we apply that and we even already had opportunities to enhance virality even further, but we realized, is this right now the best for the, the first adopter, the hero that I mentioned, or should we prioritize equipping this person with more material first and invest in that first before we, you know, apply kind of viral levers that could help product-led growth within the company, but not necessarily the first adopter with the most pressing problem at this point. So I think in that side, we would go that definitely customer first. But obviously, product-led growth is still very, very important for us.
0: That resonates as well. I I have heard similar answers too. So, And other than TLDB, of course, what's in your toolbox, Rafael? What mobile or web app you cannot live without? And it can be work and and not work-related as well.
1: That's a, that's a great one. I think it, it really reflects that I'm still, you know, involved in a lot of different kind of functions at the moment. Obviously, we're still a small, very vibrant team. I think in my toolbox, definitely what you probably hear every time is Notion. As an async a <laughs> company, we, we really love the, Notion for, for basically centralizing all our, our functions. Then I guess I'm using a lot Mixpanel, which is important <laughs> for me from a, from a product perspective. I'm, I love Canny and, and HelpCrunch as, as two tools to be Really close mm-hmm. to to our our customer, and uh, yeah, I guess Loom is also very important for mm-hmm. us to, especially around the product communication internally. And on the personal side, I'm a big fan of Fortnite. <laughs> if <that's, laughs> if I can mention that, this is really yeah, of Switch off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. we need that for sure. That little distraction on the side.
1: Actually, like I really believe, like what I'm observing right now is the the generation discord that is coming into the workplace mm. now. Um, I honestly think that the future of remote teams will be heavily revolving around gaming and gamification so i'm meaning this half jokingly because it's my personal kind of you know switch off but i think in the future this will be a huge part in in team building and and cohesion between remote teams it will be around gaming and i think the industry still has a lot of opportunities here to to you know get mature but i can't wait to be part of that future just uh, to mention here
0: yeah I know that we all have experienced this now new culture that in a way we are all building as well. So it's great to see as well that you and your team are are part of that and are enabling us to work remotely in a better way. So I'm wondering how, how can people reach out to you? Uh, are you okay with people reaching out via LinkedIn? What would be the best way for folks to reach out to you?
1: Definitely. LinkedIn is a great channel. I'm also probably more active on Twitter with my posting and and interaction. Mm -hmm. So this is also a very nice way to reach out and yeah, via email or our help center as well. I'm always reachable.
0: (laughs) Okay. That sounds great. So thank you so much Rafael for your time and yeah, it was great uh, chatting to you today.
1: Thank you for having me as well. And I really enjoyed it.
0: This podcast was edited by Aerolitos Smart Edition.